painter with wise and aged hand. He took the hue of the peaceful ocean and the lay of the misty land. He took the color of the trees upon their seasons, journeys, and had a million flowers with which he'd always blend. Totem poles and potlatch poles, long canoes and fishing shows. And then he was a carver, and how the chips did fly. He carved up his tree, and he sang a lullaby. He sang of the old days when they gave their wealth away. The past, the time. And now the age of taking Totem poles, potlatch poles Long canoes and fishing shows And then he told a story Which he'd learned so long ago Of misty islands rising from the Of the mountain, the wind and the sea, boats and sails and wailing tales recorded in the tree. Totem poles and potlatch poles, long canoes and fishing to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? We have Ace from Toronto. Hello, Cipriano! Yes, who? sorry, I'm getting confused again. It's Cipriano. Ace is in Toronto. This is Kevin Howes, a.k.a. Cipriano. Who are you, Cipriano? Uh, I'm a man with a plan. The plan is to move from Vancouver to Toronto, and I want to say goodbye. So this is how I'm, one of the ways how I'm doing it, you know? 
you picked the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show to say goodbye to Vancouver. It's such an honor to, you know, to, you know, share some music on this platform again, this, uh, you know, much vaunted platform. Thank you so much for choosing all the music, all Canadian right. What did we hear? All Canadian right. As it should be, right. Uh, what did you play? What did we hear right now? Well, we heard an incredible song by the late, great Willie Dunn, uh, The Carver, um, from 1972. Uh, Willie passed on to the spirit world in 2013, and uh, he's featured, was recently featured on the Native North America compilation. Which you put together. Yeah, which you- I produced for Light in the Attic Records. Is it right to call you Cipriano, a Vancouver record collector? You, it, it has been said, and it could be said, but soon it will be more appropriate to say a Cipriano, a Toronto uh, a connector of people. But don't ever call you a DJ, right? Well, I play, I play. If I get paid, I play, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get some of those corporate uh, she-she uh, DJ gigs in Toronto that, you know, everyone's throwing around, you know, like, does Strombo have a Christmas party? Will I get to, will I get a, a thousand bucks to play a few old records at it? I don't think so. But uh, no, I don't, I don't like the term DJ for in regards to myself. I share music. Um, I collect a lot of old records and I connect people. That's sort of how I view it. The DJ thing as well. It's like, everyone's a DJ. Do you call yourself a DJ if everyone's a DJ? Do you call yourself a photographer if everyone's a photographer? I don't know. I'm a professional. You are a professional in turning people on to new sounds, and that's what we will today turn people on to, hopefully, on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. You're going away. Peace out, Vancouver episode. We're going to turn <laughs> on to people to some crazy sounds and some not-so-crazy sounds that you have brought in, all vinyl, all Canadian. We're also tweeting out images of the records, aren't we? True. So people can check out at Nardwar, N-A-R-D, W-U-A-R dot com or at Nardwar on Twitter. Of course, check out at Nardwar on Twitter for the pictures of the records. Now, right now, what are we going to hear, Cipriano? Again, this is your chance to say goodbye to Vancouver for now. For now, because well, you are leaving for yeah, now. Yeah, for now. I, I've been I've been to and fro my whole life from Toronto to Vancouver and back and forth. This will be my fourth uh, fourth stretch of time out east. But uh, so I'm thinking, you know, I'm always looking towards the future and the f- and forward thinking. So um, sometimes we do that by looking back. So I'm going to look back to 1970, Bob and Wisdom, uh, I, their take on I Believe in Music, the great 70s soft rock nugget. Uh, this is a song that was featured on Jamaica to Toronto, another uh, compilation that I produced for Light in the Attic Records. And I think about Jimmy Wisdom at his barber shop on Eglinton, and I think of Bob Williams in his basement studio in the same sort of neighborhood there. These are legends of uh, Canadian soul, Jamaican soul, first and foremost. And th- these are incredible people. They're living in your neighborhood, too. You know, don't be afraid to say fi- hi. Where did you find this 45? And did you have to use a 45 for the compilation you put together? Yeah, for that, for that specific song, yes, this song that you're going to hear in a moment is it was uh, from this actually original copy this was you know the transfer from this to what became jamaica to toronto how did you do that like what record needle did you use how well, did you do for that? that we need to confer to the stuntman at sweet sound labs uh that the jamie master- sitar well no the, the stuntman he took over sweet, jamie sitar's sweet sound labs many years ago and he runs it out of east vancouver it's the best mastering studio in canada if anyone needs any mastering done you want to hit hit, hit up the grammy nominated uh greg mendorf aka the stuntman 
And you brought in a 45 and said, transfer this to digital. Yeah, that, that's what we did with Native North America. This specific project was done through John Golden Mastering, a great outfit out of California, I believe. And, and they did a beautiful job. But yeah, we take the original, the cleanest vinyl source that we can find. We bring it into a studio with a really uh, solid analog to digital converter, have nice needles and anti-dampening and, you know, low vibration sort of stuff, little tools of the trade you know trade secrets i don't want to bore you with it and you get this you know the best quality file that you can and and then you got to take out the clicks and pops some are even indecipherable to the human ear we bring in dogs that help listen for the the really have you ever had any problem transferring <laughs> yes all the time yeah we well we because you're not gonna you have to put out something that's uh can be a positive thing to the and treat the artist and their recordings with the most respect. So you know, it, 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 there's all sorts of trials and tribulations along the process. That that can be one. You know, taking but out this all the record and pops. will not skip on CITR. Well, we hope it doesn't. And that would be embarrassing. With guest DJ Cipriano. Cipriano on CITR.
listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR with special guest DJ. Let's let's call myself Salmon Gang. Cipriano! 
What is going on now, Cipriano? Because we d- actually, we did, well, actually, let's forget what's going on now. What did we just hear right now? Uh, I spy w- with my little eye Nardwar's screensaver. Does anyone out there want to know what's on it? <laughs> uh, I might keep that private for now, but maybe later in the show, maybe call in and ask and we'll see. Oh, we just heard George Nicolau Orchestra. This is a record I don't really know anything about. It's recorded in Toronto by Paul Zaza in the, uh, some heads might know who Paul Zaza is out there. Um, is there any love in your heart? Question mark. I hope so. I got plenty. Um, that was George Nicolau Orchestra, a song called The Flower Child. I just like it. It's a beautiful song. What year? I think it's 71, 72. Let's not get too specific. And before that, what did we hear? Oh, before that, we heard uh, Beverly... Glenn Copeland, uh, Glenn Copeland, uh, as we know him today, and that's an older, older song from Glenn called "The Color of Anyhow," and that's a song that I've sat with uh, personally for over 20 years now and uh, listened repeatedly, repeatedly. The emotion and conviction in the in the words and in the delivery it, it touches my soul every time. So I want to shout out Glenn, and uh, and hopefully Glenn might be listening all the way over on the east coast of Turtle Island. What year is that? I'd say that's that's around sort of the birth of the Canadian content regulations. Let's say 1971. We'd have to look at the record. I, th- I believe it is 71. It's from a, a long-playing album that was released on the GRT record label. And we began with what? We began with Willie Dunn, number one. Oh, no, before. The Carver. Uh, actually, after Willie Dunn. That's set. Well, we we, began had, we had the Bob and Williams. Bob, Bob, Bob and Wisdom, pardon me. Oh, my gosh. Um, Bob and Wisdom. I believe in music. What year was that from? For you? Uh, that year, let's, I think we're going every record that's been played so far is from 1971. Well, actually, we did have a caller who said, play some Tommy Hunter. What is going on today? What would prompt the caller to say, play some Tommy Hunter? What is going on today? Well, I today? think that's a reference to his song, Traveling Man. And I think he's being really empathetic of my, my current position where I'm in a transitory state, getting ready to move from Vancouver to Toronto. I think that was what it was all about. So thanks for the request. I actually looked at that 45 earlier today when I was going through all my records, my thousands of records. Uh, I actually was going to say a joke earlier. It's like I sold all my records. The records that you hear on this show are the only records that I kept. Everything else has been sold. And these are the records that will go forth and multiply. And actually... (laughs) My friend Rob from Neptune Records picked up a gift for me from your garage sale. Incredible. It was a Malcolm X cassette. A yes. Ma- where did you get that? <laughs> a sealed Malcolm X. It wasn't just a cassette. It was like a book kind of. Yeah, it's readings. Uh, uh, uh. And I got that from the Light in the Attic record shop in Seattle, like only a week before. And, they, and the fine fellow there so kindly gave it to me. I'm, I'm currently rereading the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we, you gave me that beautiful no sellout record that, that was touched by, um, Chuck D, you know, back in the day at one of your interviews with him. And I was like, I carry that, you know, actually I didn't sell that one. If, if these are, I, I have a couple left at home. And yes, speaking of Chuck D, Cardi B is my screensaver. <laughs> Cardi B, Chuck B, Cipriano, and Cipriano, what <laughs> is the difference? We also had another caller. What is the difference between you and Chromeo? Um, Cipriano Chromeo. I think the way we'd have to get Gino Vanelli on the phone to answer that one. Does anyone have his number? Do you have his number? 
we also got a tweet from Jennifer Castle, and she said, thank you, Sip, for the Dusk Jams, sending love <laughs> and faith. Who is Jennifer Castle? Can we get her on the phone? 822-247-604-822-2487. But Jennifer gave Hi, you Jennifer. a shout out. If you're listening, hello. Hello to all the From lovely Lake people. Lake Erie. You know, it's a big lake. You should try swimming around it sometime. It would be fun. The um, Yeah, there's a lot of listeners, you know, And we actually have a caller right now. Right now. Much love to everyone. Hello. Are you there, caller? Hi. Hello. Go ahead, caller. Hey, Narbar. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I gotta, I gotta turn down my my stereo, right? Uh, or you could tune it. You could turn it up. We like when you turn it up. We do, we always like to do the opposite. <laughs> if it's too loud on this end, uh, you have a question, caller. Well, I just wanted to say hi to Kev, and <laughs> much <What's>, respect. <laughs> what's for dinner? Yeah, man, I wish we were getting roadies, man. Yeah, this is a, this is a caller all the way from Portland, Oregon. This is Warren yeah, Hill. Oh, hello, This Warren. is Warren Hill. Warren Hill, meet Nardwar, the human serviette. Uh, thank you, War- Warren. I thought you were Jennifer Castle. <laughs> well, Nardwar... Do you remember the last time you had me on your radio show? It was October 14th, 1993. I don't remember that, but I do know that that is a birthday of my father. Really? Well, let me just forward you this email here. Let's see. Here we go. Um, no, how do I do that? I have a beautiful recording for you, Nardware. <laughs> but why do you want me on the air again? Okay, here we go. Nardware. You are, who are you, Warren? Please, if you can do, introduce yourself, please. I'm just a friend of Kevin, a friend of the show's. Um, you know, we're big Roti and Lake Sassmat fans. And actually, yes. when when were you on the show and what capacity were you on a radio show in 1993 on October 14th? Well, you hosted my first record label's uh, record showcase on live on Thunderbird Hell. And what record label was that? Glenn Records. The Glenn Records! Glenn Records, come! Come! (laughs) Yeah, that's right, with Waffle. The Coquitlam Underground Movement. There we go. Do you remember that? Do you remember come? Wazzle! Wazzle! Yeah. And now, Warren... And Warren, (laughs) how do you know Kevin? How do you know Kevin? Because, again, you, Warren, have phoned in, aside from your long association with CITR Radio and Glenn Records, which is amazing. How do you know Kevin? Well, we know each other through records and swimming and roti. When did you meet Kevin? We're big Rahana's fans. When did you meet Kevin? Kev? That's a very good question. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Gino Vanelli again. Can we get this man on the phone, please? He has all the answers. Doesn't he live in Portland? That's what I'm saying. I, are you are you calling Warren from from your record store, Little Axe Records? Yeah, here I am. Let's get a plug. <laughs> you know, if you're ever in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> yeah. check out Little Axe Records. Check it out. What ex- 
exactly is going on here? Here is Cipriano that knows Warren, and I've interviewed you, Warren, for Glenn Records in the 90s, but it translates all the way to me talking about you when I didn't know you, but I really did know you. How this all arose was I was at Red Cat Records and Kevin overheard me telling a story of the best record collecting find I have ever heard of. Right, Kevin? That is true. No word of a lie. And I said, correct me if I'm wrong, I said, there's this guy who was a roadie for Wolf Braid that found a Velvet Underground acetate unreleased at a garage sale at a brownstone in New York for 75 cents. Take that. Take that. Like that brought down the house. Like nobody could say anything after that. But is that the story, Warren? Please, could you tell me the story? Was I right? Did you find a Velvet Underground unreleased acetate for 75 cents at a brownstone in New York during your career rodeoing for Canadian band Wolf Parade? Well, sadly, it wasn't when I was rooting. It was before that. I had traveled to New York City with, actually, funnily enough, Wazzle to see Anthony and the Johnsons play. With Wazzle! With Wazzle! Wazzle (laughs) plays into this equation? Yeah. That is amazing. Again, Wazzle. And where is Wazzle right now? He works at Ditch Records in Victoria. Amazing! Wazzle is a really important fellow from the 90s that come, the Coquitlam Underground Movement. But again, uh, going back, that's amazing! Well, sorry, so you had traveled to New York with Wazzle. Yeah, see Anthony and the Johnsons, and we went grass sailing. Now, was it actually a garage sale that you found the Velvet Underground record at, or was it a market, sort of like a, a New York market? How what was, how did that occur? Well, they closed the whole street down and just like kind of everybody brought out their stuff and they're selling it in front of their houses. So it wasn't really a garage sale and advertise. It was kind of like the whole street, there was a whole bunch of great stuff. Yeah, everybody on the street decided to close the street and have a little garage sale for everybody. And what led you <laughs> to the Velvet Underground record? Was it Jonathan Richmond that led you to the Velvet Underground record? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe, I don't think so. There was a bunch of good records there that day for 75 cents each, so that one just looked interesting. But what... What was the record before the Velvet Underground record? I thought it was a Jonathan Richmond record. Like, what made you look at the records? Yeah, you're right. There's uh, Modern Lovers. There was um, there's a Lead Belly Ten Inch, and there is another Velvet Underground record. And once the acetate that you picked up at the garage sale was it labeled Velvet Underground? Yeah, it sure was. And when did you realize it was legit? Well, back in those days, you had to, uh, you know, you had to do a lot of research. Not everything was online. So it took a few years to figure it all out because nobody knew about it. So when you bought the acetate, what did you think it was? I just thought it was some weird live thing from earlier on in their career. But did you, uh, did it occur to you it might be a rare record? Another shitty Bob Dylan bootleg. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Insider record joke there for everyone out there. 
Where did you keep, Warren, the Velvet Underground record that you bought for 75 cents at a garage sale in New York? Where did you keep it? Where, and if you were seeing Anthony and the Johnsons, you weren't on tour. No, we were just, I just kept it in my room for a few years. How violently did you play the record? How violently did you play the record or did you treat the record? Not very violently. I'm not a huge Velvet Underground fan, so, you know, I'm more of like a, I like Nico solo career better. So, again, we're speaking to Warren, who found this amazing artifact. Uh, what do you say, Cipriano? Is Warren's story the best record-collecting find ever? That Was I right in telling the person at Red Cat Warren's story without even knowing Warren that I knew Warren? Word has got around about this incredible find. It's hit the streets of Calcutta. It's hit Tokyo. People around the world are talking about it. Think of the money. Think of this music. Think of Warren Hill. But actually finding the record, have you heard anything that is on par with that? Yes, many, many great stories. But yeah, what, what about the one, the one that, the one, the, the record that the case is snakeskin and it says, there's a sticker on it on the plastic wrap around the snakeskin. It says, do not open. The record is so rare, you can't even open. You can't even open it up. What it could be a three hundred million dollar record inside. We'll never know. Or there is no record inside, like the Communist Party songs record, where it's just like cardboard Communist Party songs. But I guess what I'm saying, Warren, is the only acetate I ever found was actually the band Chilliwack, California Girls, California Girls. I heard, I found an acetate, but I thought it was kind of like a test pressing of that actual record so how did you realize it was not a test pressing and it actually was a unique item uh, i don't know i guess it took a long time and had to talk to a lot of people and i had to talk to the guy whose name was on the record norman dolph but i thought we were going to talk about like uh, cliff edwards and like pat hervey I think the best thing to me about the story of Warren finding that record and knowing and loving Warren, you know, as an incredible person is, is that, you know, the, 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 direct, the acetate was sold at one point, right? And, and, and that there was, you know, some money came into your life through that serendipitous moment. You're, you know, you, you give a lot and you get and, you know, you follow, you, it helps you follow your dreams, you know. It's all. It's not like some rich dude sitting on a hill, like rubbing his belly, like counting the money. It's like you you put that towards life and culture and creativity, and you put it back in into the world, you know, in this beautiful way through through your enterprises and your connection with musicians. I think the really important thing is that what's missed in a lot of this uh, the record world, the selling and everything, is the uh, is the, are the artists themselves that made these incredible recordings. It's like it's cool. Like there's a money. There's you know hopefully you know the artist can receive. Some some of the benefits from these things. I think Lou Reed, prior to his death and rest in peace, what have you, I think he did okay with music. He probably made a few hundred bucks or whatever. But I think it's the the artists that are often left out of the equation where, you know, there's all these fat cats sitting in L.A., you know, in their houses and stuff and like counting all the money without, you know, the artists sometimes are, are really struggling. And, you know, we need to support the artists and thank them and, you know, 
help connect them and all these positive things. Warren has a, a reissue label, a little record label that's tied to his store, and he's connecting with musicians and sharing music and good vibes. And if you, if you look at a picture of me right now, I'm standing on one leg, and the other leg is like, it's almost like I'm doing yoga or something. It's like, this is my, what the hell's happening here? No, I'm really passionate about uh, music and people. And, and Warren, it's lovely to hear your voice, and I'm so glad that Nard, well, I, I chimed in when I heard, he's telling the story about the Wolf Parade Roadie, I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> I, I do actually, Warren, have a couple of questions about the Velvet Underground record for you. How early in the day were you at the garage sale? Like, for instance, how many people had been there, had seen a record, and left? I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of people around. So you were late in the day. Other people had ignored it, but the guy from Glen Records in Vancouver, B.C. did not ignore the Velvet Underground acetate. That's right. Now, what I was curious about was, how does your acetate differ from Motecker's acetate? Because you mentioned Motecker's acetate. How does it differ? Well, it's the same acetate. Because Motecker didn't know that she had hers before I kind of made the where the existence of that acetate was kind of remembered by everybody. And it surfaced after yours or before yours? After. You got the record, and then you showed people that were buying pastries the record? Yeah, well, I started a record and pastry store in Montreal with my friend Camilla. And people would come in, and you as a good patron would show them the Velvet Underground acetate. Sure. I think it's totally incredible that to go from Glenn Records to the Velvet Underground acetate, which is advertised as arguably the rarest and most important rock and roll and pop art artifact in the world. I don't know about that. I, I, I actually that, I, I agree with all of this stuff. You know, we talked earlier about the Quarry Men, you know, the, the album Dark. If you find a copy of Dark or Around the Edges, you know, you might be in the same sort of boat, you know. I was curious, though, Warren, the first bid for like 150000 bucks didn't actually happen. Why did that not yeah. happen? It was a false bid. Like you bought it for seventy-five cents, and a guy sold, it, bought it for a hundred and fifty-five thousand bucks. I'm not sure how much turnaround that is, but that's pretty good. It was false. What did you think then? I already knew that was false before it ended. So you had to put it on back on the market, and you ended up getting around twenty-five thousand dollars for it. Yeah. Let's just be glad that Warren does not have a cocaine addiction. I don't usually talk about it, but I made a, an exception because of this Kevin that asked. So. Well, it's he, Nardware puts this up online. This is forever. I, I'm sorry if I've implicated you in a crime. Well, what I'm curious about is how much did eBay make from the sale? Like you made $25,000, but did eBay make some money from the sale? And did they make you pay for the postage? Uh, I think we paid for some pretty fancy postage if they're going to spend $25,000. I think eBay probably made about $3,000. And right now, if people go to the internet, they can check your acetate on Discogs, but it's listed as 
It's a picture, the person who posted it two years ago, in pictures. Was it the actual owner that posted those pictures? I don't know. I, don't, I forget the guy's name who bought it. And then he tried to sell it. And it's all a big, big to-do now. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he sold it in 2014. He resold it. But what I was curious about, according to Discog rules, you can only post records you own and have in front of you. So if somebody actually is selling your acetate down the line, they have to actually own the acetate. Or did somebody steal the pictures? This is a record collector scum question from the internet and then post it. That is a very bad person if they didn't actually own the acetate. There's no rules anymore. Look at the Canadian government and what they're doing in, in on native land, you know, strength, to, yeah, you know, and know. love to the Wet'suwet'en people. Well, according to actually Discogs, there are 14 versions of the acetate out there. Do you believe that? Sure. I don't know. I never really kept track of it after I left my hands. I just went to Taiwan to play badminton for a little bit. Oh, that's amazing. That's a real stress reliever. I guess there are 14 imposters, actually 13 imposters. People are saying they have that acetate if you go to Discogs. I just meant like right now, when you eventually sold the record, Warren, did you know the buyer's intention when he sold the acetate? No, I didn't. He said he was buying it as an investment or something for his kids. Which, uh, actually, it's, so it's up for sale right now? Like, people listening to this can buy the acetate? I don't, I don't know. Because what I was... Question. I have no idea. What I was curious about is the person that bought the record, did they go out and offer it to record labels for reissue? Mm, I don't think so. We tried that before we sold it, and uh, everybody just kind of laughed at us, so... And, and what ended up on Polydor rather than Verve, which is a label for the original Velvet Underground releases, but that's kind of strange because both labels are owned by Universal. So they could have used Verve if they wanted to when they reissued the record. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the ways of those dang corporations aren't known to me or most people. <laughs> Well, what's the difference between, say, dealing with the Velvet Underground's people because you tried to get it reissued versus you dealing with Dead Moon's people because you did a reissue of Dead Moon, the, the Rats, one of Fred's early bands, the Rats. What's the difference between dealing with Fred Cole and the Rats and the Velvet Underground infrastructure? Mm, I would say probably an easy answer would be lawyers. And people can check out the rats right now on your record label. Sure. Yeah. Are you guys take Kev? Are you taking Canadian requests? Yeah, I, I only brought like a little stack of forty uh, fives and a few albums. I I can tell you what I brought if you'd like to hear any everything. I did not bring Tommy Hunter, unfortunately. Um, I want. Uh, Kevin to play Cliff Edward sorry, or sorry, Pat Hervey. I sold all my records at my garage sale. Um, the Pat, the Pat Hervey, and the Canadian VIPs. Sir, sir, yeah, sir, sir, Subbery, Subbery, Subbery. Well, thank Kevin you very much. Thank you very much, Warren, right. 
for phoning in. I really appreciate it. We're going to play actually a tiny clip, a tiny clip, which includes your voice talking over the rare acetate that you found. Again, this is totally incredible, Cipriano. This is Cipriano's fault. I was bragging about the best find I ever heard of. This guy going into a record store. Actually, not going into, I was in a record store, Red Cut Records, and you finding a Velvet Underground acetate for 75 cents and then selling it later on eBay and that was like the best find ever because only thing I've ever found like I said was the Chilliwack California girls acetate and Cipriano you heard me bragging and yeah. little did I know Warren you were connected to Glenn Records and you were connected to Little Axe so people should check out Little Axe Records in Portland. All right. Thanks the, for yeah, the best work. guy has the best find on the best show. Now Warren has got to go. No, I'm joking. Please uh, stay with us. Stay uh, with us. We thank love you. you. Thank you so much oh for phoning. Thank you for phoning in, Warren. And doot, doot, loot, do. Doot, doot. Thank you. This is the actual acetate that Warren bought for 75 cents. copy only cannot be lawfully reproduced this is a listening demonstration copy only cannot be lawfully reproduced
This is a listening demonstration copy only. Cannot be lawfully reproduced. This is a listening demonstration copy only. What would you do Cannot if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends Mmm, I get high with a little help from my friends Mmm, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends What do I do when my love is away? Does it worry you to be alone? Yes, I'm certain that it happens all the time What do you see when you turn at the light? I can't tell you, but I know it's mine Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends Mmm, I get high with a little help from my friends Oh, I'm Can gonna try with a little help from my friends Do you need anybody? I just need
so hard to sweat Caught in the magic of a high school dance It's a wonder to be dancing The tricks the body can play Capturing rhythm Capturing rhythm Rhythm I'm capturing rhythm You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ Cipriano. I am a DJ. Okay, I'm busted. What did we just hear there, Cipriano? That was uh, the the wonderful Capturing Rhythm. The song is called Capturing Rhythm. Canadian. From where? No Canada. Oh, no Canada. No Canada. Home of the Beaver. Uh, Nihilus Spasm Band. Any Nihilus Spasm Band fans out there from London, Ontario? I am pissed off at Canada, Nardwar, I have to say. I'm not impressed with what Pierre Trudeau... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Justin Trudeau. This is another one of these political dynasties, like the Bush family in the States, that are ruining the world. And, and it's embarrassing. We are on stolen native land. We are on native land. Canada does not exist. And before Actually, that... Actually, it really does. It, it unfortunately does right now for the indigenous peoples of this land that are being disrespected eternally. And I hope that positive, peaceful solutions can come to this. And the Canadian government needs to be accountable for its its uh, its past of theft and genocide. And it, this, this cannot be... We cannot wait any longer for this to be rectified. This needs to be, you know... Top of the top of the stack of papers. Let's deal with this, and let's let's not deal with this. It's not a, it's not it's not a problem that has to be dealt with like that. But it's like, you know, this, this is a mess, and and the Canadian government need to be accountable and step up and 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 listen and and make things right. And it's great you are documenting all the forgotten music that is out there. I'm helping to share music, and and a big ups to all of the mus- the musicians and artists out there. I'm one of them. Uh, before. Ginger, that was Gingerfoot capturing rhythm. And before that, oh man, I don't know if anyone caught the lyrics on that Peter Tessier song called Bottle of Time. Um, that There's some beautiful poetry there and, and a great um, rhythm. And prior to that, we had, well, th- this is this is my pick after Warren. I, you know, I don't get to see Warren or hear from him that much. So when I hear his voice, it, it makes me happy. And, you know, we, Jennifer Castle tweeted, you know, I'm thinking about my friends. And, and Sydney. Know, Sydney and... Ansley and all these lovely, incredible people. You know, I, you know, I'm talking about the stuntman. I'm talking about, you know, I'd like to say hi to Seekers International and Wizardry AV and Commandy and Cratery, K Wonder, RC. You know, all the beautiful friends around the world. And, and the you know, Kingsway Music Library. Yeah, the Kingsway Music Library. I love, I love that. Big up to Frank Dukes. Yeah, he's uh, just killing it. Um, but no, so when I'm naming all these names, I'm not name dropping like. That like you were at the record at Red Cat Records when you said I you know talking about I was name dropping I know that guy saying Nardwar's at Red Cat Records saying oh did you hear the one about the uh, the guy who found the the 
$100,000 Velvet Underground Acetate. I was like, I know that guy. That's Warren Hill. So all these people in Nardware too. Of course, you know, you picked me up in my house today. I thank you for that because I got into a car accident last week, a really bad one. I'm not making a joke here. This is deadly serious. Uh, I, I, I got into a bad car accident last week and I, and I totaled my uh, 1995 Toyota Corolla. So, you know, this... this, this well, touch wood, you were safe at CITR, although yeah. you have a very expensive record on the turntable <laughs> all queued up. But yes, I was no. bragging that I knew the best find, the best record store, yeah. the best garage sale <laughs> I'd ever heard about, a Warren finding a 75-cent Velvet Underground Astate that later sold for a lot of money, but yeah. still was a great find. And you piping up to say, hey, I yeah. know that guy. I was like, oh, my God. And what's really amazing is thank you, connecting well, me. Well, that's for what I mean. Yeah, me. it's all this is. That's what that first you song in that last set was about. With a little help from my friends, you know, old old loudmouth Cipriano chiming in at the record store again. Uh, you know, <laughs> and that was a Vancouver release that we heard, right, from the Vancouver Orchestra. Yeah, that that was David Robbins Orchestra. That Joni Taylor and the New Morality Singers. It's really great. CBC. That, I'll save that rant for the next time I'm on uh, the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. But you connected me with Warren. Warren phoned yeah, in on. His own dime. Thank you, Warren. Long distance. Yeah. So you will look at your bill, Warren, if you're still listening, and go, oh my God, I wasted that. Phoning Nardwar. Yes, I could have bought a record. You could have bought a roti with but that. But not only, not only did Warren phone into the show, did he send the Velvet Underground Asti? We heard that too, didn't we? Yes, we did. You yes. loved Warren's voice there too. It was amazing to hear Warren's voice. I say I'm, I'm a huge fan and uh, shout out to... To Warren. And Warren also Little said, so actually he sent me a couple emails. Just now he sent me his experience at CITR when I hosted Life from Thunder Road Radio Hell in 1993. So this is a recording of me doing a Glenn Records showcase, the intro for that evening. And Warren was present. And of course, Warren discovered the Velvet Underground Astate with Wazzle. Yeah, with are. Wazzle. Yeah. On a trip to see Anthony and the Johnsons, which is amazing. So it all comes back to CITR. Kind of, well, I'd like to bring it back to CITR. But here is 1994, me and Warren, 1993, on Thunderbird Radio Hale, me introing the Glen Records Showcase. We are connected. Tonight, we have a special presentation of a Glenn's Record Showcase. Glenn's Record Showcase. Glenn Records Showcase. With new signings, Puke Theater will be appearing on Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell on the 28th. But tonight, it's going to be TMCS, Darren, Lindsay's Birthday, done in at Lefrevis Jaka! Nineteen ninety-three. Warren is so nice to have kept that clip all these years and sent it to him. Send it to me now. But it didn't end with there. Warren also sent another clip. Quote: This is probably the only thing you might remember from that show in nineteen ninety-three, and it is Lindsay barking on CITR. I'd like to. Everybody from 
is some amazing barking, isn't it? That is amazing barking, and it's amazing history that everyone has saved. You know, it's it's incredible. It sounds like you had a cold in '93. Ah, boom! So again, if people are tuning in right now, what is going on here? What is going on? I've totally lost track of, of us. I don't. I. I, I we are. We were talking. I to, was standing on one foot. Now have, I'm back on two feet, and I don't know what the heck's happening. We have local Vancouver record collector, curator Cipriano, who is now moving producer. to Toronto. Grammy nominated. Thank you. Not Juno nominated. Yeah, when, when's the Juno who's going to recognize my talent? You are moving to Toronto, and we had a couple clips there that I played from Warren Hill, the Glen Records Showcase, in 1993, and Warren discovered the Velvet Underground Acetate in the early 2000s, thousands that was later auctioned on eBay and I was bragging about that incident without knowing that Warren and Wazo were connected to you, Cipriano Redcat, and I asked you at the CITR and now we all have some real music. We are all connected. I want to give a big shout out to Chris and the new creation. Where are you going? On CITR DJ Cipriano. No shoes and old clothes. Oh, sinner man. A party, dancer, marijuana, and beer. I'm looking for kicks just anywhere.
You're still listening to CITR F102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. And what did we hear? Cipriano, who is a guest DJ today. Sorry for using the word DJ, but you are the guest hey, today. Hey, I'm over it, man. It's fine. Oh, where did we... We, we heard the new creation. I give a big shout out to Chris Towers. A uh, new friend and uh, one, a very special record. From Vancouver. From Vancouver. And actually, you can check out Nardwar.com, which I mentioned at the top you of the should. show, for an interview years ago with the new creation, courtesy Alan McGinnis. Shout out to Alan, who connected me with Chris, and shout out to Ty Scammell, my guru, my record mentor, one of my biggest inspirations, who turned me onto that record because Ty is the one who discovered the, the old one of 100 copies of The New Creation at a thrift store many years ago and championed that record. He identified it being a special of special quality and significance and um, Ty's passed on since 2004 but his his uh, influence still lives on and and now friendships have become out of it as well and I know Alan is a was a great and is a good friend of Ty as well. You know, we're still friends with these people. And we heard that on. at the top of the set but what do we just hear now well, going we, backwards? We just heard oh beautiful didn't just I wish I could like interact like that's the next level of radio when can I'm talking to the audience I can hear it's like we're all in it's like a party line you know well, like, there could be a cam there yeah, could be a cam I, I can see people in the foyer like you know they were clapping along that was Keith Jarrett an American jazz pianist and uh, a version of Bob Dylan's Lay Lady Lay that song really it, for me it hits all the marks and it's a, a special version I sampled it many years ago on a track that I'm going to work on again in the future um dedication to Emily. Anyways, <laughs> prior to that, we heard Trio Meridian, a Vancouver group from 71, that magic number, 71, 1971. It seems to be the great theme. Every record that we've heard tonight is from 1971, even if it wasn't. The um, That was Warm Red Wine. Has anyone out there, uh, so a question for the audience, has anyone ever drank Warm Red Wine? The, the fellow on that song had, the, the fellow from Trio Meridian. Warm, warm Red Wine, I guess that's mulled wine, but it's, it didn't sound like he's talking about something else. It wasn't a Christmas song. It was like you know anyways that's what we heard yeah and we began with the new creation yeah. and you can actually again check out an interview at nardwar.com with a new creation and this is all your music that you've brought in cipriano your chance to say goodbye to vancouver goodbye to vancouver now what is the advantage of being based in vancouver and what is the disadvantage because you're moving away. Let's talk about the positives. The positive is what Warren Hill mentioned earlier. The roti, big love to Rihanna. Rihanna's roti on St. John and Port Moody and Sassamat Lake. Oh, we could give a shout out to the Salish Sea while we're at it. And Points Gray, the record Points Gray, the rare record Points Gray. The rare record Points Gray. Robert Dayton is in L.A. I hope he's doing well. Dan Behar. Shout out. I said, me, how are you? And also, it makes me think of the mill supply. The mill supply. Do you talk about Satan? Yeah, a mill supply. You know what? I had that record in my stack. It's a song called Satan. And what more could I say other than that mill supply have a song 
called Satan. Where have you been I thought I'd go since for a more you were on the Nardwar thing? Where, where, where have you been, Cipriano, since the last Nardwar show? Because I think you went to Europe. Yeah. Oh, how many trips have you been on? I, I, I'm tripping right now. <laughs> I'm always tripping. Bah, boom. But the trip to Europe was reviewed in the, like, the Financial Times or yeah, the, the Times the, the of London, London. The London Times. Uh, Will Hodgkinson is a, a writer who won't follow me on Twitter, but um, but he liked something. Uh, I responded to something. We met in London anyways. One of these you know great people that's out there and no he reviewed beautifully and actually he's he's probably one of the best i, I said last time um rob bowman is the best rock writer will hodgkinson he does for works writes for mojo and all these papers like he could he he, he maybe he's the best rock writer maybe i'm the best rock writer maybe maybe there's a young kid over somewhere down south that's the best rock writer but any which way he yeah i was in yeah. london england at the barbican to celebrate light in the attic 16th anniversary and i was blessed to be traveling along with willie thrasher and his singing partner linda saddleback that was their first trip off of Turtle Island, and Willie playing his Inuvialuit folk rock music to the London masses. People were like going wild for Wolves Don't Live By The Rules. I couldn't believe it. It was a, a highlight for myself uh, to, to be there to celebrate a label that I helped to, um, you know, foster, you know, their their releases and like you know i have my hand on a lot of different light in the attic records but including the monks what did you do monks, for the yeah, monks I wrote the, I wrote the legendary the, monks i wrote the liner notes and they were beautiful people i spoke with the, the monks that were still alive and um that was that i was doing that project when i lived in toronto last from 2007 to 2009 um and i'm moving from vancouver to toronto come spring when the prairies thaw i'll be driving across catch me in saskatoon somewhere or winnipeg or what have you, any of these places, but um, I'll be traveling across the country to, to, to start, and to, we asked about, you know, Toronto, where are the benefits of, you know, Vancouver, where are the benefits of Toronto? You know, for me, Vancouver is all about the nature and the mountains, the ocean, the water, the lovely people, of course, and, and Toronto is the city, the diversity, the excitement, the pace, you know, the, the age, the history, and it's a problematic place. Canada is problematic. We got into that a little bit earlier. I won't rant on that right now, but uh, I just want to say that, um, you know, we, we all need to listen and uh, learn from each other right now. And we need to come together as people because, uh, you know, things are really messed up right now. So good things ahead for this 2019 coming up. I'll be moving to Toronto to start my voluntary and nature imprint. You know, I feel like I have to be in Toronto to, to do this work. I want to be in the belly of the beast. I want to confront the colonial mass media. I want to challenge the music business. I find myself working in, the, in and with music. I work in the business of music by default through my passion, through my calling, through my life. This is what I'm doing. I have been recognized by the Grammy Awards. You mentioned that earlier. And most importantly, the artists whose work that has inspired me so much were also uh, honored through that process as well. The trailblazing First Nations, Métis, and Inuit artists that were featured on Native North America. I think about the artists that were featured on Jamaica to Toronto, all these incredible uh, immigrants that came from the Caribbean and settled in Toronto um, in the 60s and 70s and started cutting these amazing records that, that, that the mainstream radio stations didn't want to have anything to do with it. The colonial mass media didn't want anything to do with it. These artists were ignored, they were shunted, and they're still being ignored today. Um, in a lot of ways, and it's really sad. It's really sad to see if you're not operating within the system. It's really a struggle for an independent musician right now. These are some of the things I'm thinking about, and that's what I'm going to be working on. These types of questions and thoughts when I'm in Toronto and I'm collaborating with artists who 
want to work with me and what records we'll are you going to we'll release beautiful. the first the first release um uh, vin 001 is going to be vin is voluntary in nature it's also the last three letters of my first name kevin my given name by my parents i want to shout out my lovely mother who in february has been passed away for 20 years and my father dennis house and his partner linda who are out in maple ridge well, and the door and the door from my, my grandfather, Ken, that he built these doors, and I, I carry on this legacy of this door, and, you know, one day I'd love to have it in a, in a home that I live in. Uh, I will have it up. You know, we had it up in our house as a kid, this beautiful, tall, if you could only see this door, maybe we'll get it on the Nardwar's Twitter next time. It's a red velvet door on one side. On the other side, it's beautiful textured wood with burn, burn marks and all sorts of beautiful characteristics. But this is just a family heirloom, something I, I, I love, you know? Just winding up here just quickly, so... Yeah. The first release on your label Thank will you. be. I get so distracted, and the energy in this room is just electric. I'm I'm having a blast. The first release is Wayne McGee, and 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 Wayne from Toronto. Well, originally from Montego Bay, Jamaica, and and moved to Canada, Toronto, in the late '60s to start uh, recording and and doing music. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Oh my gosh, Wayne. We lost Wayne last year. You know, and and. Uh, I helped to. I was honored to be at his at his funeral, and I and I literally helped to bury Wayne um, amongst the sounds of joy and Jay Douglas, Everton, Pablo, Paul, Bob Williams, Lloyd Del Pratt, Al Ison, um, these incredible like legends of Jamaican music, and and I'm just some like white kid from the suburbs of Toronto, like holding a shovel, passing a shovel alongst all these incredible uh, influences of mine, and, and we and we dug the hole that that Wayne is buried in, and he started my career with Light in the Attic Records in 2003-2004 Light in the Attic released Wayne McGee and the Sounds of Joy one of the first Canadian soul funk albums from, on Birchmount from 1971 back to that magic number everything's from 71 so it's a beautiful thing that I, I started my music career with Light in the Attic and now that I'm separating um, you know from my professional like curation work for them and I'm funneling that into voluntary nature where I can work closely more closely with the artists and, and, and the families and, and what have you um, that Wayne is starting voluntary in nature. It's the most beautiful thing, and it's it's my tribute to to the man, the late man. Speaking the great man. of kind of music that Wayne does, reggae, you know, yeah, Jamaican soul, music, funk, reggae, country, would, he does it all. Would Lee Scratch Perry remember the Gatherers? You posted yeah, the words. Gatherers. Would yeah. Lee Scratch Perry remember? Any music that he produced? We might have to twist a couple of the knobs on his shoes to tune in to the frequencies of the past, but I, I, I would hope so. It's, he, he laid down that beautiful production for the gatherers, and you can check all this stuff out on YouTube. That's the thing. It's not exclusive to these uh, old, crusty record collectors like... Uh, well, Warren's not an old crusty record collector like myself. Okay, you heard it. Uh, and they first. can check out you on SoundCloud <laughs> playing drums. Yeah. What is a sip drums? Oh, uh, I just, it's a sample. That's going back to the Cliff Edwards, uh, you know, no sam sample snitchers here. But no, I have a SoundCloud page and I have some spoken word on there. I have some beats and a little bit of just personal expression. I'm saying, you know. How can um, people contact you? Voluntaryinnature.blog. .blogspot.ca. You can catch me. Kevin James House is my given name. You can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me at Voluntary in Nature on Instagram. Vin Archives, V-I-N Archives, Voluntary in Nature at Twitter. You know, and you can catch you... me most importantly on the street. Let's talk face to face. Thank you, know? you again for coming out to CITR. I have no no sellout record to give to you because I gave you a no sellout record. You did, right? yeah. Your where, presence is my gift, you know. That's where all did ever you get need. that T-shirt? There was an actual T-shirt that says "No Sellout." Yeah, that came. That that was an inspiration that came from. Uh, that's the uh, 
from from Voluntary Tees, my T-shirt company, and um, that's uh, that was a very grassroots, um, a humble uh, offering to uh, Malcolm X and and Don Letts and and Chalky Suggs for Madness, who sported that in a in a Bob Marley post posthumous Bob Marley video for One Love, and it's my tribute. It's a shirt that Suggs was wearing in in Don Letts's Bob Marley video that was released after Bob. Uh, passed on um it's from his legend compilation but no that was just something that i made and i've been giving to friends there's like just a few of them out there mckinney's powell river mckinney's big big love to the sunshine coast big love to powell river big love to commandy the forward frost, frost clan and everyone out there Sh- sean and randy and hawk and oh yeah what happens there it's a great bar if you're going to powell river you got to go to mckinney's and sydney actually emailed back to you actually tweeted back to you an emoji. What emoji did Sydney? It's a big smile. With uh, there's a love in oh, there I can't as well. See. Your phone is. You, you got to get one of the bigger phones, Nardwar. Uh, this is this is the biggest <laughs> phone of it. If you could only see this phone, it's the it's it's the biggest of the big. It's a uh, yeah. It's a it's a kiss on the cheek, and yeah, we send a kiss on the cheek to all the listeners out there. And thank you again, Cipriano, for coming in here. We're gonna try to jam in a couple tunes. What are we? hear right now we're gonna hear uh, if we have time yeah, no, we're, we're gonna, gonna hear a couple, couple we're gonna tunes. hear la triangle and then i'd love to i'd love to drop a, a finale a closer when i used to dj at the waldorf tiki bar a lot my last song of every night was govinda by the radhakrishna temple and when i was in london with willie thrasher and linda watching them rock the house at the barbican i was also spent spent a couple moments at the radhakrishna temple in soho and uh sitting and and uh, receiving a prasadam from the krishnas there so on a big give a big shout out to the radhakrishna Krishna Temple in Soho and and the the Krishna Temple in South Burnaby. So right now, thank you, Soprano, for coming here, bringing out the music. Good luck in Toronto. I'll be back. You're always welcome on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Thank you as well. Warren, for phoning in long distance, I guess you now would have to phone in long distance Thanks, from Warren. Toronto. Thanks, I will. I really appreciate that. So right now, what are we going to hear? We're going to hear La Triangle. It's the pre-Mash McCann group, and we love Mash McCann. Cipriano Voluntary Natures loves Mash McCann. Big shout-out to Rayburn. We love Riverson. Big shout-out to Frankie Hart as well. This is La Triangle. Doot-doot-loot-doot. Doot-doot.